Talmor, Sheshin Mugachi. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My grand says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a story glass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome back to Sweet, Ladies Guide to Bro Culture. My name is Gina Bloom and this is the podcast where I, a transgender stand-up comic, currently quarantined in sunny Van Nuys, California, bring on some of my favorite funny ladies and non-binary folks to talk about the best, worst, and craziest of bro culture. Uh, they have not experienced uh, some dude thing and then they come on my show and try it out for the first time and sometimes it's horrible and sometimes it's wonderful and it's always interesting, I hope, question mark. Uh, if you're still listening after 50 episodes, you must feel the same way. Um, and this week we have a treat. I think it's a treat. Um, my guests may disagree. I haven't, I haven't actually gotten an opinion yet. But we are talking about The Sopranos. Yes, the TV show starring James Gandolfini, Edie Falco, and a whole host of other people that you've seen in small roles. Uh, it was created by David Chase. It ran from 1999 to 2007 for six seasons, and it is considered to be the show that kick-started prestige television, the current golden age of television, the, the anti-hero, uh, if you want to call it that, uh, trend that ran for a little while that led us to shows like Breaking Bad and Mad Men. In fact, uh, Matthew Weiner, the creator of Mad Men, was a writer on the show for a couple of seasons. So it all kind of starts here. If, if, you, if you know a guy that's into Breaking Bad, if he's into Ozark or whatever, any show where people commit crimes and they're not sorry about it, uh, <laughs> it's all because of The Sopranos. And uh, we're watching two episodes today. We're, watch we're talking about two episodes today. We're, we're talking about the pilot season one episode one as well as the late season three episode called the pine barons i picked those two episodes because they're relatively self-contained you don't have to know too much about the show and they are well liked um within ex with people who know the show quite well also uh i think we're gonna have a treat with my guests today the two of them they are they are both delightful people my first guest is the newbie to the world of Sopranos. Please say hello to the lovely Ever Maynard. Hi, thank you for having me. Hi. So how are you today in this I'm good. <laughs> hot Sunday quarantine afternoon? You know, there's no other way I'd want to spend it than <laughs> here with you all. Oh, thank you <laughs> so much. Sopranos. Yeah, I'm having a good day. Um, I had some social interaction with nice. um, a moving company. Love it. Um, Love it. A rich, a rich woman from South Pasadena bought a desk. Love it. Um, awesome. I'm realizing that I undersold it, and she was like, "Do you think it'll fit my Lexus SUV?" And oh, I was like, "Certainly no. not. No, absolutely and then not." She was trying to like talk me down so that she's like, "Well, you know, the cost of moving is going to add like an extra hundred dollars because she was moving from somewhere to somewhere, and yeah. the movers would pick it up." And I was like, "Well, that's." 
not my that's, problem. That's not, yeah, exactly. That's that not, is not I'm sorry, problem. that's not my problem. But on the upswing, I made mm -hmm. a little bit of money. And then um, I met three new people today that I just got to say hi to, Love which it. felt wild. I was Love like, it. oh, there's, it's not just me in this that house. Is oh. a, that is a rare experience, meeting yeah. new people in this day and age. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I attended a, a writer's improv group today some, on Zoom, something that I would ordinarily oh. avoid like the plague, but uh, it was fun and I will do it again. Um, okay, I might text you later about that. Please say hello to the equally lovely and talented Brandon Scott Wolf. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And also, what a nice intro. That was, uh, I think, the only time I've ever been called an expert. Uh, and it's nice that it's tied to the Sopranos. So. Well, you, you, you are, you, you picked this, this subject. Uh, this is one of the times where I, I let the expert pick the subject and, and this was the one. So obviously you're, you, you consider yourself an expert on all things Soprano and I, and I, I bow to your expertise, sir. Well, thank you. That's very nice to hear. Uh, I will say I looked at the initial list you sent me of topics you've already covered on the yes. show. And... I was going to do professional wrestling ever. Are you a pro wrestling fan at all? We, yes. I, I wouldn't have been able to enjoy that because. <laughs> okay, okay. So, watch the I haven't seen any recent stuff. I haven't seen any recent things. Yes. Um, back when I was watching professional wrestling, WWE, uh, mm -hmm. WWF, was when China was still a wrestler and Triple H. Oh, Ooh, remember that? Where he was like, so yeah. like 1998, 1999, yeah. somewhere like that. Yeah, that's where I would be like, okay, more of an expert in that lane. But Sopranos will be my like default, like not if it's not my A, it's my A one or whatever. So I was like, you know what, I can okay. do this. I'm okay, nice, nice. Yeah, uh, the episode was crazy that we did on wrestling because it was the most recent WrestleMania, the one with no audience, which. Oh, that was I'm crazy. Sorry, what? Yeah, there's no there's no audience because of COVID nineteen. So they're still filming right. new stuff. But no so audience. it's what? It's there's bizarre. a house. How does the drama portrait? Like, how do you? It's really, it's, it's really, really awkward. It's like oh, it's like oh my god, it's wrestling, but it's also like this weird, like experimental French art film at the same time. I, <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it uh, feels like an art, cri uh, a critique on wrestling, yes, I'm yes, sure. very much like so. Some, yeah. Very it's like taking all of the stuff you love from wrestling and then removing the joy and yeah. just being left with like, these two people are hitting each other, kind of. I guess. So it was like little kids playing with action figures, like that yes. whole thing of like, yeah, oh, I got you. Yeah. A thousand percent correct. Yes, that is all it is anymore. And now like wow. all this news is breaking that like, People are getting sick in the WWE with like the pandemic because they're in Florida, so it's a mess. Yeah, but the Sopranos cast outside of Gandalf, Feeney, they're all doing all right. They're all they're all doing well. They're all they're uh, all kicking like around. That's a fun thing to dive into. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm excited scale. to talk about this. I'm excited yes, to talk about. Yes. Yes. Ever give us give us your your off top first impressions of the Sopranos. Based okay. On the first thing I did is I watched. The Pine Woods episode, right? Yeah. Pine trees. Pine Barrens. Pine Barrens. Yes. And I was like, okay, like I could see how this is getting going. There's some backstory. It was really entertaining, you know, to see some kind of idiots fumbling around in the snow. And then the pilot was a good pilot. That was a really great pilot. It knows all the elements. But here's the deal. I don't know if I'm supposed to keep watching. You can totally do I've, it if you want to. Okay. Because I've started 
to just watch The Sopranos, but I'm watching it and waiting for it to get interesting. Like I'm not involved, I'm more annoyed. I feel like it's just like background noise and I'm like, what is the fuss all about? Like surely it has to be a thing and I'm not invested in any of these fucking characters. I'm watching this going, okay, well, where's a mob hit? Like, where does this get good? Like right now they're just complaining about a drug deal and he's hunting some guy down in Maine who might be someone who like ratted him out. That's where I'm at with Sopranos. The Pine episode, I was like, that's why I'm continuing to watch. See where that episode, I was like, oh, there's clearly some drama happening. So did you start watching more episodes after the Pine Barrens? Which yes. The Pine so Barons, you started yeah. watching season three, episode eleven, and then started moving <laughs> forward, which is a wild place. To no, start no, no. In I any started series. season three. I started season three, episode 11, and then went back to back the pilot to the and then yes. have started watching to get back to this point, then to watch it chronologically. But I'm Honestly, so annoyed. I feel like if I'm you, just- if, if you never watch anymore, that's kind of like the finale and you've made your own version of The Sopranos, which is kind of fun. But, but don't they get got? Like, well, I'm tempted to just watch, like, I'm like, okay, here's Edie Falco. Like, she's in like once every other episode. Is that no, a whole thing? Oh, they like, so what they do, I feel like, is that they find like two or three characters to really hone in on per quarter of a season. Okay. And then okay. you see like three or four episodes in a narrative arc of like, this person is Tony's mistress or this person is Tony's cousin. And you see like their story unfold and each person like is tied to the crime family and there's like, four or five different crime families. And so like you end up weaving through these narrative arcs that all end up tying together. And you're like, oh, that person knows that person, but doesn't know this other person or mm. that person is this person's cousin and they were just killed. And now they have to cover up the fact that they killed a business associate, like something like okay. that. Yeah. Okay. So it, it becomes like a web. Okay. And the whole through line is Tony. Okay. So what's the deal with the priest right now? Because I'm at the episode in season one. I don't know if you remember. The priest just showed up while Tony's with his daughter looking at colleges. And it's yeah. like 1130 midnight and he's just eating ziti and drinking wine. <laughs> yeah, there's like what? a weird sexual tension between uh, Carmela, Edie Falco, and the priest. Yes, because the that, priest is I a man of God. But he's yeah. like super into her. And like once to have sex with her, but he can't do that because it would be against his religion. And then Carm, yeah. she has a husband, Tony, who's cheating on her all the time with these gumars, which is, I believe, just like old country speak for mistress. And okay. so Edie is like really furious and disgusted with James Gandolfini, the whole series. And it comes to a head at one point. And she's like emotional cheating on him with the priest and then Furio who's a gangster who comes from the old country to yeah. northern New Jersey in like season three or four yeah. so oh, like the whole so entire time a... yes it's busy okay yes. there there are a lot of like soap opera elements to the Sopranos more so than than probably yeah. like uh shows that came after um because it wasn't it, it's not written like a Netflix show where every episode leads to the next one, uh, you know, like Ozark or something like that, where it feels like one yeah. giant movie. There, the stories are relatively self-contained, but then elements play out over each of them. Um, 
Well, this was before streaming. I feel like streaming has really changed the way. Yeah, streaming. I like, remember. I remember. I saw this series uh, on DVDs. Remember those things? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I still have haven't, some. Haven't seen one in a while. <laughs> Wait, what DVDs do you have? Are there any like nearby that you can grab, like the dark? Um, or... they're in a drawer <laughs> that like I'd have to move like a table to get to because my roommate and I are like slowly packing to move. But I do know that one of them was um, the L Word season one that I got as a gift when I first came out. Um, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, of course. But of <laughs> course, so but of course, yes. Yeah, I and will I can't say. Get rid of it. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> I haven't seen the L Word, but L Word, but I would love to dive in and check out because I've heard it, nothing but great stuff. It is embarrassing. Like it is, it's very embarrassing. I find it very embarrassing. I find it to be like, really? It feels, some of it feels very turfy. Rewatching it, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, this is. Yeah, plenty of that. Uh, not some of it, but actually almost all of it. Yes. Uh, the Max character, it what? Anyways, I don't, we're not talking about the L word. We're talking about, uh, but, well, but, more importantly, how they treated Max. Um, but basically, <laughs> basically, the L word is basically. The, the the queer female community's version of the Sopranos. So yeah, like, I will, yeah, I'll stand behind yes, that. It's, it's, it's you're very... watching it. Several episodes are going by. You're wondering when are they going to kill someone? What is this? <laughs> yeah. this is terrible. <laughs> Shane is murdering. Tony Soprano. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see that. I see that. Totally see that. Yeah, that's it's yeah. the same. It's the same thing. It's the same arc. It's just you know, it all it all ends in hell, regardless. Yeah. I will say, <laughs> Gina, you make such a good point about the Sopranos not being linear. Like I haven't. So I've watched The Sopranos like two times through essentially mm -hmm. and maybe a little bit more give or take random episodes popping up here and there. But like I can just watch an episode randomly and be like, oh, this is really good. And I think a lot of it is because you don't have to watch them in a row, which you should, but you don't have to. You don't have like, to, no. Yeah, you can just say season four, episode two, why not? Whatever, let's jump in. And I think a lot of... <laughs> This is a terrible thing to say. Uh, I think a lot of the uh, the reason why I love The Sopranos is just because it gives you a reason to wear tracksuits and eat like gabagool and things like that, and you can like make friends over it and be like, "Hey, come over. We'll have a themed day." And like, I don't know, my so friend Nick merch. and I watched a lot. Yeah, <laughs> so much merch. We like started cosplaying as Italians, and that is a, a strange thing to say, but like, I love it. I just want to be Italian. And I am not, and I would love to be because of Tony Soprano. Uh, I don't get it. He's waste management. He sees a therapist. And by the way, they're like, I thought that was kind of cutting edge. Or rather, push, I'm sure at the time, pushing the envelope of saying that therapy is okay. Like looking back in the mm -hmm. 90s where therapy was only mm -hmm. for like crazy people or cuckoo or it was something like only rich people in New York did. You know, like it was kind of like frowned upon. But it was like, here's Tony Soprano seeing a therapist, and he's it's fine. And then the therapist sees the therapist. It was almost like it was normalizing therapy, even though mm -hmm. Tony Soprano was, like, secretive about his therapy. I will yeah. give it that. Yeah, well, I mean, he had to be. And I, I, I would think that organized crime probably still that way because they're concerned about information yeah, I mean, out. I don't but, know anybody in organized crime that would go to therapy, though. I think if they were going to therapy, they, they would... I, I don't think that they, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. May, I, it I, did make an incredible framing device. That it, whole oh, entire like yes. pilot where he was just like, I, so I saw the pilot for the first time 
probably three, four years ago. And like at that point I was like, oh, this is a fun TV show. And now like seeing the pilot again and actually like going on a podcast where you're like, oh, talk about the thing, like break it down. I was like, that's a good pilot. That is a, like a phenomenal mm-hmm. pilot because like, yeah. I don't know, you see, you ever see like Goodfellas and like voiceover so prominent in that, but like you don't think The Sopranos is voiceover driven, but like sitting down with Dr. Melfi gives Tony the ability to just narrate the scenes. Yeah, and I, I, I thought that was, a, that was strange to me. I, it was good. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it wasn't, but like I didn't remember, at least in the pilot, there being voiceover. Like it wasn't like I, it's been a little while since I've seen any Sopranos. I didn't, it was like, oh, they're doing a whole like flashback thing. I don't remember the show being like this, being this structured this way. I, I don't know if it, if it stays that way. I know it gets kind of artsy and experimental. There's an entire episode that um, is a long dream sequence and it's very Lynchian and my older brother hated it because Mm -hmm. he just wanted to have, you know, Italians with guns kicking each other around and all of a sudden you have this weird symbolic 48 minute dream sequence uh i love the season five and six where like spoiler alert tony's like not doing well and is in a coma and you just like dive into his thoughts and like you don't know what's real and what's not real and there's those weird flashbacks like I feel so bad. I don't want to spoil anything for you no please spoil it because this is how i read every book i always read the last five pages like midway through i'll stop i'll read the last five pages and then i'll continue reading it's a problem i'm sure that i should go to therapy like you really dig this out in therapy but <laughs> i was gonna ask you because i haven't gone to like wikipedia about like what what this season finale is yet on this one on this show but what is the season finale should i keep like does he get got like what happened well tony doesn't get show. got he he stays i mean he stays the protagonist throughout this the series but uh so basically with the with the sopranos is that there's usually most seasons usually have some sort of primary antagonist usually someone in in the mob that he has to like square off against um and in this particular uh season the primary antagonist and you see this in the pilot come out to be his mother and his uncle Mm -hmm. and like they're they it's an interesting conflict. It's actually one of one of my favorite things about this show is how that how their super old school values. Well, it's crazy to see that yeah, like the mother and his the uncle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're like talk about maybe killing him at one point during the pilot, what? and it's like yeah, yeah. The at, pilot. at the very end, they they talk about they they allude well, to the, the fact brothers that they have to in kill the him. car. Their brother is driving the mom in the car, yes, and he's like, yes. well, you know, your son. Yes. That's the that's that's the okay. brother-in-law. The so brother-in-law, yes. Tony's dad okay. is brothers with Uncle June, Junior. Okay. Junior Soprano, and then the mother, Livia, Livia Soprano is his only parent. So his father got killed and he's been taking care of his mother and his uncle since then, but the uncle still like wants to run the mob even though in like a monarchy sense, he's not in line to be the leader, Tony right. is. And so right. there's like a struggle between him, the uncle who's being, you know, ousted kind of, who does have power, and Tony. And that's yes. just in the Northern New Jersey mob family, because they talk about New York 
and they're like a more powerful family. And then there's like four or, or so other families in the region that also have like power, but like are not yeah. like the, the ultimate mafia. Cause right now the episode I'm at, they're like, some dude is dead. Like the old, some guy's dead. He just died. They're at a funeral. They set up for like the uncle is going to be the new King, but everybody knows it's Tony, but yeah. then the FBI is taking photos. So is that like kind of preluding that someone is going to turn Tony into the FBI? So like the, the entire time. And I think the reason why Tony has been going to therapy is that he can't trust anyone. And he's worried that he is either going to be put in jail or killed uh, okay. either by the government or by one of his like crime partners. And so okay. he always is like watching his back and like he thinks that there's like a mole, someone who's close to him that's working with the, the government. And it turns out there is a mole and it ends up being one of his best friends that you meet in the pilot. And then they have to get rid of that guy. And so, like, that's a season one to season two arc. And then, like, in season three and season four, he starts getting, like, flashbacks and horrible dreams where he's talking to his friend who he murdered, Big Pussy. Uh, there were two mm -hmm. Big Pussies in the pilot, by the way. Well, there's a Little Pussy. Which I, yeah, there's two. There's, there's a Little One and then the Pussy the Bob one. and Sarah yes. is, is the big one. Um, and then he ends up turning on Tony so he gets a better deal. Uh, but then Tony ends up finding it, and then Polly Walnut, Silvio, and Tony end up taking him out to like international waters or whatever, kill him, and then dump him. So there, there are like main villains, like you were saying, Gina, and then there's these small plot points that could mm -hmm. undo everything. So the season, the series finale ends with: is, is there any conclusion with this family, or or is the audience <laughs> to believe that they just are just still doing crime? The series finale has one of the most controversial finales in okay. television history. It's because right now it. I'm still like, should I, okay, I'm watching this, but I'm in the kitchen grill, grilling some cheese sandwiches, you know, making grilled cheese sandwiches. I don't, I don't get it. I'm frustrated with myself that I can't turn it off. Part of me <laughs> likes it. Part of me hates it. I, so is the ending. Okay. Tell me the controversy. Like what's okay. going on? All this right, is first, my feeling for 90 Day Fiance, by the way. I can't stop watching 90 Day <laughs> <Yes>. Fiance. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I don't know why I love it. First of all, you should never feel bad if something, even with a good reputation as Sopranos, doesn't connect with you. Uh, there's plenty of things that, that people love to death that I've just never been able to get into. Um, I, I have a very intellectual love of The Godfather Part 1 and 2, but I don't love it as films like i don't i don't connect to it that much uh and there are plenty of things you know in my new life that um that i respect but don't quite love um and, and you know and that's okay uh and the you know i i watched hamilton yesterday or the day before and i loved it technically but like i also couldn't tell exactly what was going on half the time because it seemed very much just like, and then this happened and here comes a song. And like, it was, it was very chaotic to me. Um, and that's okay. So if you, if you yeah. give, give it the first season. Okay. It but is so interesting to, to appreciate okay, the end, the end. Uh, <laughs> just, we don't know. Do somebody honestly. please just tell me the end. <laughs> honestly, we don't know. Honestly, uh, yes, we don't know. It ends in a blackout. 
So no. like, okay. So what happens is blackout. What that's why it's season, controversial because you don't get a nice ending. Yes. Yeah. Oh, a season I would prior. I mean, you do get a nice ending, but it's a controversial nice ending. Like it's, a season right. prior, they're alluding to the finale. Um, I believe it's a season prior. Bobby Bacala, who used to be the right-hand man of Uncle June Jr., mm-hmm. uh, comes in to be his caretaker, is going fishing with Tony, and they're just kind of talking shop about life. And at one point, they're like, what do you think it's like to get whacked? And they're like, I don't know. Maybe it's just the dark screen that happens. So that's, um. I think, foreshadowing to the finale where, like, trials, tribulations, all this stuff happened through six seasons. And the family is a core unit, Meadow, Anthony Jr., um, Carmela, and Tony are all together at a diner. They're all going to sit down for a nice meal. They, like, look around the restaurant and you see a couple, like, shady-looking characters. Like, one dude who's, like, sitting at, like, the the bar area of the diner. And then, like, one person who comes in and has his hand in his pocket or whatever and walks to the back and goes to the bathroom immediately. And you're like, oh, something's off here. And, like, Tony kind of realizes it. And then as they're talking and, like, it's really, like, a nice we're together moment, the screen just goes black. And so, like, if you yeah. look at that Bobby Bacala conversation when they're fishing from, like, the season prior, you could draw the conclusion that Tony was shot in the head and he just got killed. But it's an, but, even, oh, wow. but it's okay. an even bigger tease than that because they're playing uh, Don't Stop Believing" mm-hmm. by Journey. And right at the point where you start to sing along to the chorus at the end is where it cuts off. So you don't even get to sing along. Oh, wow. You don't even get to start believing that. You don't even get to start believing. No. That's the ultimate tease. Wow. That's see, that's okay. That's clever. Yeah. All right. It's it's pretty clever. A lot of people hate it. Yes. I get why people put posters in their house. of the Sopranos now. Yeah. Also absolutely crazy thing (laughs) I saw recently when Hillary Clinton was running for president in 2016, they made a Sopranos parody ad where it's Bill and her at a diner. Don't stop believing is playing. And then she's looking around and seeing all these shady characters walking to the diner. And then it's just like, vote Hillary 2016. And it's like, what? Wait, Why did what? they do that? Why did they make her a mob boss? What's what happening? if they did that as foreshadowing that she was going to get got and yeah. Trump Ooh. was going to be... That's some good foreshadowing. That's 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 some Illuminati that stuff right there. That is deep state. Before we get to the clips, I do want to say one thing. Uh, Brandon, you had mentioned uh, that you had your own wannabe Italian period. I remember um, when my older brother and I rented the, the DVDs. I think it was already like close to the end of the series. I think we, had, I think we watched it from like the fourth or fifth season onward. So we watched like like four seasons worth in like a few weeks. We just we this is like this is old school Netflix where you actually rent the DVDs in the mail. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember we, uh, we finished one of the seasons and we were so inspired. We we drove down to the Marshalls in Tampa, Florida, and bought tracksuits. Whoa! Shout out to the Marshalls <laughs> in Tampa, Florida. Yes. Shout that out. Rolls. Shop. I will say I made a quarantine purchase. I got myself an Adidas tracksuit just to lounge. Hang. Nice. I should have worn it today. You should have. Yeah, perfect. that would have been that would have been something. 
podcaster for audio. So I yes. guess, uh, guys, I, uh, um, I'm wearing my tracksuit and I look great <laughs> and everyone thinks I'm cool. I'm wowed. It, Thank it's, you. It's Thank pretty, you for it, being wowed. It's, it is a hot stylish. <laughs> stylish. <laughs> All right. Let's play a clip and we're going to talk about the clip. So we're okay. going to, um, we talked about this um, very briefly. Uh, this is Tony and Dr. Melfi and Tony's little speech that uh, goes into voiceover uh, where he talks about he feels that he came in at the end of his lifestyle and the best is over. And it sort of neatly sets up the uh, conflicts. Uh, just, just, you know, just, uh, just a little bit of context. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this show the first time I watched it. Uh, I have not seen it since whatever 2007 since it ended. Um, I don't know if it holds up to be honest. Uh, the two episodes that I that we watched for the for the for the um, the podcast are two of the best in general. What people consider to be the best. So I I feel like I I may be front loading my my memories because I also remember there were some really indulgent really dumb episodes of this show that uh the christopher columbus one yes i I mean christopher columbus one is just insane it's literally an insane episode (laughs) there's a christopher columbus episode and then nancy marchand uh dies but they still need this is the lady that played his mother she dies but they paste her head onto an another actress's body it's just to sort of finish off the character and it's the worst computer animation i think i've ever seen what what <laughs> yeah i mean it was like 2005 ish 2005 ish right? yes what? yes <laughs> i remember i remember hollywood uh, is wild <laughs> very very clear this is like not as like gross but i remember watching spider-man like the toby Maguire one in theaters in the year 2000 and thinking to myself I'm glad this was made now because the special effects years ago would have been awful. <laughs> and <laughs> how far we've come in special effects. Is oh, yeah. yeah the, the original Spider-Man. Yes. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. Or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. All right, let's watch uh, Here we Tony, go. Tony and Dr. Melfi uh, talking about life. Coming up. I don't know. The morning of the day I got sick, I've been thinking. It's good to be in something from the ground floor. I came too late for that. I know. This is so moody. But lately I'm getting the feeling that I came in at the end. Mm -hmm. The best is over. Many Americans, I think, feel that way. The Great Recession, okay. Coming I up. think about my father. He never reached the heights like me. But in a lot of ways he had it better. He had his people. They had their standards. They had pride. Today, what do we got? I do like they tell you where they're at without saying. Did you have these newer. feelings of loss more acutely in the hours before you collapsed? I don't know. A couple months before, there's these two wild ducks landed in my pool. It was amazing. They're from Canada or someplace, and it was mating season. They had some ducklings. He just had bread, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He just he just had a handful of bread. That's just he was ready to go. He he ran out from the house, right? Or no? Did, did he just go from the driveway? Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I, it made it look like he got his paper, went to the pool. He was like, "Where's my ducks? Oh, there are the ducks. My ducks." Yes. And then mm -hmm. he's like, "Okay, good. I've." hidden some bread by this chair and then starts throwing it. That's what it looked like to me. I will say the first time I watched it, it does look like that. And then I realized when I was watching it this time, not like this time, this time, but earlier this week, 
there's like a ramp he set up in the pool and a bunch of crazy stuff for the ducks. Like he has been like watching these ducks for weeks on end and he loves them. So it's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe okay, he has, so like, he's, he's insane. He's like losing his mind this guy. Yes. He's, he's not doing well. And what is it at the end of the first episode? He's like, the ducks are my family. He's like, I'm worried about losing my family. And it's like, oh, my, yeah. oh my word, he's losing his mind. But I guess if you were in a high-pressure mafia situation where you couldn't talk openly about what you do for a living and you were worried about getting shot in the back of the head constantly, I guess I'd be losing it, yeah, too. I'd be I not doing well. I'm barely doing well now. Nobody's coming after me. <laughs> in all fairness, <laughs> there's a pandemic. <laughs> yes, yes. There is, none of us and are doing well. a lot of other well. problems happening in the world. I've been being like, oh, there's a bluebird. This is not a joke. Uh, like anytime, there's almost been a bluebird by me every single day of the pandemic. And because, and I sound crazy, but I'll see a bluebird, I'll take a photo. And I'll be like, look, see the bluebirds are around me. And it's not sane. <laughs> That's not insane. <laughs> no, That's not, there's no such thing as insane right now. That's yeah, and you're noticing, not. and it's also bluebirds are beautiful creatures. So, yeah. And like, you, hey, it's nice. we have. 55 hours a day to film now so if you gotta spend a little bit of time looking for looking, a bluebird looking for that's fine that's what circling that's what back to the QAnon okay, okay. stuff okay uh there was like a reddit rumor a while ago that all birds are Blue cameras birds. <laughs> well, i've heard so, this yeah yeah, yeah. no <laughs> you have that's not real i have no, heard it's, this it's, yeah it's like a real conspiracy which i yes. think is like so funny the birds aren't that's real conspiracy insane. yeah that's so insane. those bluebirds could wild. just be cameras, you they know? Could just yeah, be cameras. Probably. probably. All right. Uh, roll you... that roll, beautiful bean footage. Sorry, I just wanted to say that out loud. <laughs> I've been thinking it. Lovely. Uh, Wait, did, you see a, did you see a bluebird today? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Mark <laughs> these down. Let's see right. how many days you can go until you stop seeing bluebirds. All right. This, this Unless it, oh, is it bluebird season? What, what is this? I don't know. This is, I don't that's know. the quarantine. That's the quarantine challenge. Like that's the quarantine in me. Yeah, <laughs> brings out the bluebirds. This, this brings up brings brings the bluebirds to the yard. <laughs> yeah. I uh, you know, this is one of these things that I I feel, I feel like I don't want to watch The Sopranos all the way through again because I'm afraid that I won't like it this time. Because uh, I I ever I I get your perspective where it's like is this all there is because you know if if you're not if you're not into like gangsters and mobsters and like their and like their inner lives then yeah that's that is it this is all there is and if this isn't something that you're interested in 86 episodes is a long time to hang out. 86? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's so many I'm episodes. Out. I am out. That's it. That's what I needed to hear. 86 episodes. I'm 86. Done. Yes. I'm done. I'm going to watch that last episode of the fifth season. I'm going to watch the third episode of the last ep season. And then I'm going to watch the se series finale. I'm done. I'm there you out. Go. I don't get if it. If you I watch the series finale. <laughs> It might hook you. You might be like, I gotta see how this. I gotta see the, the other eighty-five. Six. <laughs> mm -hmm. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm outraged. 
And they're still making money on like Soprano shirts with the gun going down. Get a grip. I still see people wearing Soprano shirts. That, I never understood why anyone would want to wear a Soprano shirt. I think the, the logo is not that great. The lo- I'm like not wowed by it. It's, it's kind it's, of like. It's cheesy even for the time. But also, also the thing about Tony Soprano is unlike Tony Montana from from Scarface is that there's nothing Tony Soprano is uniquely miserable the entire length of the show. Yeah, it's like, get a fucking great. You're, you're, you have, like, you work at a strip club, and then you have a hot wife, and then hot mistresses? Like, you have a lot of money. I, I don't know. It's just like, yes. move away. It, it's, I can't. I'm so upset that there's 80s. I... I feel like 80s. I can't do this. I can't do this. I, I would love to see the spinoff where Tony and the family just move away. <laughs> like, we're done. <laughs> what else are we doing here? We live in Palm Beach. It's really nice. We... Yeah. I don't know. Go south. That's it. All really, right. the life of a gangster is so uh, boring. You're correct. It is just sitting around eating meats and then just, like, being a pig. But, hoping you don't get got. Yeah, hoping you don't get, get murdered. Yeah. But then you see someone like Polly Walnuts, and you're like, wow, now this person's a mess. I can't wait to see how their life unravels. <laughs> I That's the thing. I, I really, the the supporting characters, especially like Polly Walnuts, are, are what make the show for me. And like, um, I was really invested in this guy's life. And like, I would have arguments back in the day. This is pre-transition stuff. So like, is with me and, and, and my bros. It was a very different life, very different person than what you see before you. I, I had bros. I had a lot of them. And, like, we get in passionate arguments about, you know, what Tony should do as if he was our friend. And... <laughs> but Can we get like... a taste? Can we get an example of an argument? <laughs> I gotta hear this. Oh, okay, so... So, I, like, I, I lived with my older brother uh <clears throat> For a, a few years, when the show was was in its second half, so I had a lot of arguments with him because he was because he was always about you know why isn't Tony just gonna kill this guy? Tony was always like he's his position was Tony's Tony's a badass. He can just go do he can do whatever. Why doesn't he just kill you know whatever whatever Nat is annoying him that particular season because he does have different antagonists every season. I'm like but and then I am trying to argue from like the from like the the lit nerd that I was, I'm like, no, this is indicative of his, you know, his his unresolved Oedipal complex, and blah blah blah, and like getting off on my own like ability to catch the wave that they're trying to impart intellectually, and I think that's what happens um, with a lot of these shows where they they layer in a lot of stuff. It's kind of like when I when I read uh, Infinite Jest last year for this show for this podcast. Mm where it like the the enormity of the project becomes its own like advertisement like okay we want to watch 90 episodes of sopranos and it's going to be this great testament to the closing of the american dream and like it it makes you sound cool so i i was definitely into the into that there's, whole there's an intellectualism there's an intellectualism it. behind it that i was very much into that I I would I would find myself to be very silly and I and I've been I've been on dates I've I've hooked up with guys that are like that and they're like and they talk to me as if I've never thought these thoughts before and like no bro I just 
I've just floated beyond that plane. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're almost like, I don't need that anymore. This is like, it's baby shit, honestly. This is stuff for babies. There are real things to think about in the world. I don't need to think about how Tony is going to get along with like Bobby or Paul Ollie or Junior or Carm or whoever. Like, that's nothing. This is nonsense. Yeah, I guess. I've, you know, I... It's funny though. The older I get, the less seriously I take things, and I think this—I I used to take this stuff very seriously, and I have a hard time doing that now. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's my problem though. Maybe this is really great art, and I'm just being impatient because, you know, I I get late a lot more now than I used to. So like maybe that <laughs> not not in the past four months, which I haven't done shit, but like in in general, I have a much more fulfilling social life than I used to have. So like TV shows are very important to me back then. Um, all right, ever. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. I feel like oh. it is escapism. Yes. Sorry for cutting you off. No, no, no it's great. It's totally escapism, fine. and if you need to escape, then you can. But if you don't, and you have a fulfilling life, then you don't need those things. Yeah, you know. Well, I I I had okay, a fulfilling well, life. Uh... <laughs> 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 okay, cool. I... Uh... <laughs> I... Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> we didn't bring the room down, Brandon. Huh? To... We all have very fulfilling <laughs> lives, and we're doing great. I feel very fulfilled. <laughs> anyway, you saw the table today, right? Was that on the podcast in the beginning, or was that before we started recording? That was that was That's the a fulfilling desk. life. Yes, the desk. Yeah, right at the top. Yeah, I met some new people. Okay, what's up? Uh, what's up? Okay. So, ever is there a show? I know we'd mentioned the L word earlier, somewhat in jest, but is there a show that you have that you feel connected to in the same way that that uh, Brandon and, and and some of the other boys are connected to to The Sopranos? You know, I keep trying to think if I do, and something that I didn't think I did until I started rewatching it was Mad Men. Oh, I, I didn't yeah. I didn't watch it when it came out. Um, I, and then it came out on Netflix and I would watch it here and there. And then I got really bored and started binge watching it. And then seeing the characters grow with the time and then the little hidden things, I got really into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like seeing how life was all going to play out that I would say the writing and the arcs of, of Mad Men have stuck with me and like seeing the, just like the different, I, I just, I don't know. It feels kind of dumb to be like, yeah, I really like Mad Men. But I remember when it was out, like everyone was like, and I was in Chicago at the time and people were having Mad Men parties. And right. like I worked in Old Town. So all these like fucking bankers and investors would come in and they were like in their late 20s, maybe to mid 30s, like the douchiest bros would be like, we're having Mad Men cocktails. And they would all have like the ironic kind of like, <laughs> Right. mustaches and then some they'd be clean they'd be like into like mid-century modern furniture like all of that and i was like i don't want to watch this show then this is a, if this is the audience this is a piece of shit audience like <laughs> and then now i watch it and i'm like oh i get like roger sterling and i see john Hamm's his whole character arc don draper's character arc i'm like holy fuck like seeing how it gets from here to there but he can't escape you know selling to us and and peggy's decision to Instead of going with Joan, I was like, wow, okay, two different... Anyways, uh, I'm rambling. Um, we're talking about The Sopranos and how no, that's... I cannot handle the marathon <laughs> of 86 episodes. I mean, Mad Men had a lot of episodes, too, probably around 75 
Uh, it ran yeah. for a good long time, 10, 10 episodes I've a season. I've never seen Mad Men all the way through. It is my girlfriend's favorite show, and she will just binge watch it, and I will come in and see random episodes. But if I sit down for a chunk of like three, four, five episodes, it is great. It is really mm-hmm. great. I can get sucked in. I want to maybe, I should do the start from the beginning and see all 75, because like, it does have a lot of great character development and even though some of the fans may be terrible and kind of like a Rick and Morty situation where yeah, you're like, yeah. the thing itself is good, but the people who like it are generally not. Uh, but that shouldn't mean that you can't enjoy whatever the Sopranos is okay. happening on the show. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You, got, you gotta get into this Sopranos. You know, let me, let me just say, it sounds like you're not on board, but well, you know watch, what? watch all 86. <laughs> when I first moved to LA, Sons of Anarchy came on and like, I was, um, I was living with someone and we got into like binge watching it and we would like watch an episode before we would go to open mics and we would start saying things like you have to make it right. And then we would look at each other and just be like, I think we've taken our joke watching of Sons of Anarchy too far where we were authentically and just non-ironically getting into each other's faces saying you have to make this right. Like Charlie yeah. did on Sons of Anarchy. And that's when we stopped watching Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Once you buy a motorcycle and start cosplaying as <laughs> right. Charlie. You're like, I'm a part of the show. Whatever his name is. I yeah. love this. This is the world I choose to live in. Yeah. Oh my I am god. I'm in a biker gang. All right. This is this is this is this is highly embarrassing. Uh I I have seen I have seen every episode of of Mad Men. I've also seen every episode of Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Uh, his name is Jax Teller. Jax, that's right. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, and he had to make it right because you know his father was was assassinated by you know the other by the you know the other leadership of SOA. So he had he it was a very very Hamlet esque. Oh God, this this oh my God, this reminds me of so many like douche bro conversations I had comparing Sons of Anarchy to Hamlet. Oh, wow. I mean, you got to get into it. Let's peel back wow. the layers of this. Here we wow, go. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, yeah, Prestige TV for me. Uh, wow, this it was like the last gasp of of my masculinity, and boy, I, I went out, I went out hard. Uh, just binge watching, just binge watching <laughs> everything, creating a thesis, everything. <laughs> yes, everything that had had a conflicted man with a gun, or or you know, oh wow, or, yeah. or uh, a briefcase in 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 Mad Men's case. Uh, definitely saw all of those things. Breaking Bad, uh, yeah. Quick question: What happened to the briefcase? What happened? It's what gone, happened? right? The briefcase. No one's, used, no one's as using a thing. Them. This is this is kind of funny. Uh, this, this I is, think so. I think I think yeah. The, when I was when I was living here uh, in two thousand seven, two thousand eleven, doing my hardcore binge watching prestige TV era, I uh, I told myself that when I sold a script because I knew that I would, by the way, I never did, when I sold a feature that I would buy myself a Halliburton One briefcase. Okay. Which is a stainless steel bulletproof briefcase made by Dick Cheney's company. That was going to be my... (laughs) (laughs) Aside from the Halliburton Cheney stuff, you're still on track to sell a script and you can still get any suitcase you'd like. I, you know, I I will not buy a Halliburton one briefcase. 
uh, that's okay if someone wants to shoot my 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 luggage. <laughs> your briefcase? <laughs> Who's gonna shoot your briefcase? I don't. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, in there. It's important documents. Why? Well, apparently, apparently, it was very important <laughs> to Dick Cheney that all of his all of his briefcases were were bulletproof. So yeah, that makes sense. If you want a kind of briefcase, I guess that you would like, like handcuff cool. to yourself. Yes, it's exactly <laughs> that kind of briefcase. Those were the was ones that on like who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> probably deal or no deal, right? Those, those yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those are probably Halliburton ones right there. That was or a really good prop department. <laughs> yes, that I the, those were the days, dude. I was like, I, I would and like they. They had uh, they had a, a Halliburton store. I want to say um, I want to say in like Pasadena or something like that. It's the place I was what? hanging out. You could actually go to a Halliburton store. This is back. This is back when people. That's bought. bizarre. You, I would never even think things. Halliburton would have a store. Is it still a company? Even it must I, be. It must be. I, a I, yeah, huge... I think it still is. Yeah. I, I, in fact, I think they still sell bulletproof Greek. Yeah, cases, I'm sure they do. But I, I, I've lost interest. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a crazy thing to have a bulletproof, brief, a bulletproof <laughs> briefcase. I can't even say it. That's like a say it ten times fast situation. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the thing that was going to be my my treat to myself for for being a success in Hollywood was a bulletproof briefcase. Uh, I mean, it's cool. That's cool that, to say. It that is kind of cool, honestly. It's that, like it's kind of cool to say spy shit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like... <laughs> but then I was like, but maybe you just want to be a soft lady instead. And now here, I, <laughs> now here I am. No, no bulletproof luggage for me. That's fine. <laughs> gone are the days of bulletproof luggage. <laughs> yes, gone are those days. All right, we're we're a little bit we're running close to the hour. I do want to play a clip from the Pine okay. Barrens so we can go yeah, out on talking go. about that. Uh, here is a clip of uh, we're probably not going to play the whole thing but it's a clip of uh, Chris and and Polly f almost freezing to death in the car and bickering and uh, having ketchup for dinner which I loved. Uh, spoiler alert. I thought that was really fun. Anyway, here I thought that comes... was very endearing. It was. Lo love seeing them eat relish and yes. catch up. <laughs> Alright, here comes uh, the Pine Barrens from The Sopranos. Where the fuck is he? What are those, Tic Tacs? I just found them. I didn't know I had them on. <laughs> you had Tic Tacs all along? Give me some. There ain't no more. I ate them. Selfish prick, I'm dying here. Now fucking die already. <laughs> Where you going? Don't go out there. I'm eating those berries. I'm telling you, they're poison. I don't give a shit. At least I won't die hungry. Motherfucking cocksucker! I love that he's just gonna pee right by his door. Oh! Throw that by your own window. I don't want to smell your piss. Fuck you. What did you say? You heard me. Don't make me pull those reactions like, oh, yeah, you hey. couldn't stop, couldn't stop doing them when I first right watched this two assholes lost in the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, 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 I was fake Italian, Why, too. So you could choke me? Yeah, the marron. I think I'm stupid. <laughs> I heard you on the phone the trying to play this on Tony me. does? Yes. What are you talking about? You fucked up with the Russian prick. Now you're worried about Tony. You wait till I'm asleep, then you'll choke me so he'll just have your version. Choke you right now, you fuck. 
I'll leave you here, you one-two cocksucker. I'll leave you here, you one-two cocksucker. You one-two cocksucker. Yeah, no, dude, I... <laughs> Not even sure what that insult means, honestly. I... Over my one, head. Two, oh, no one-two cocksucker. If there, if there is one thing that I still love about this show and about The Wire is... Oh, is, never seen The Wire. I better start getting on that. It's, it's, that's, 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 that, that's a dude show, too. In fact, uh, Brandon and I were talking about it. Brandon also hasn't seen The Wire, so you guys have a project yeah. to take, tackle together. we got to binge together. Yeah. Like, hey, are you on Season 2, Episode 9 yet? <laughs> Bubbles is I'm getting not. into some trouble. <laughs> I but, can't. But a, but, but a lowly 48 episodes, so I think you know, it will, it 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 won't kill anybody. Forty-eight. That's a breeze. That's a walk yeah, through the park. Yeah, that's, that's like great. Half, that's like half of the. It's like it's like half of Sopranos. And the material is very lighthearted on the. Very that's what I heard. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but like they have they have these like sort of musical sounding uh, insults that I I love. Um, one two being, cocksucker. One two cocksucker Sorry. is melodic. It is, though. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's almost like a Coen Brothers type thing, where it's just it's something that they throw in there as like local color, and then apropos of nothing. And I, it's, that's 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 my that's my bro, it's my former broness coming back. I can feel it. I can feel. I can feel him. I can feel him getting stronger back there. He's like, <laughs> but it's. Did I hear Sopranos? <laughs> it's symbolic <laughs> of of man's yeah. humanity to man. All right, uh, we're reaching the end. Uh, Ever give us your your thoughts on the the Pine Barrens or uh, or the Sopranos in general. Uh, we already established that you just do not have the the time or desire to invest in eighty something episodes of this show, which is totally I, fine. Talking about it is giving me one of those like dull headaches. You know when you have to sit through a lecture and you're just like, just I just want to get the fuck out of the room, and you can't leave the fucking room. That's where I'm at. I don't care, but I want to care, but I can't care, but I don't care. And I'm not caring, but I have to know the end. Because I will say the Pine Barrens, honestly, if that was the best, it was an entertaining episode. Yeah. I thought it was fun. But if that's like the best episode, I feel like I'm just watching paint dry at this point. Yeah. So for me, I say pass. I say pass on The Sopranos. And that's totally fine. Hey, that's that's 100% fine. I will say it is so character driven that I feel like if you watch from the beginning, it might have a madman effect on you because it is very endearing. Once you start seeing these characters just shooting the shit with each other and you're like, oh, these are just like weird uncles that are like buddies of mine almost. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That it does it does have its charms. I, I I will say that. I also don't particularly feel too invested in, in picking this back up. But hey, that's that's you know that's uh, as my dad would say, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, and you know that's that's what we're, that's what we're here for. Uh, Brandon, any any final thoughts on The Sopranos? Ten out of ten, a perfect show. Uh, it's a it's a <laughs> fine time, honestly. If you like the mob, check it out. I watched it a couple years ago with a buddy and we couldn't stop watching it. And then I watched it recently in quarantine and got to season four ish and mm-hmm. might because of the podcast, pick it back up and just see the end one more time. Hey, go um, for it. So I never thought I would watch the 86 episodes again, but it's, it's an enjoyable time. 
And Nothing. buy a tracksuit if you're watching it. It enhances the experience. <laughs> it, it, I, I, I will co-sign that. It absolutely does. I, I have seen plenty of episodes of this show where, while wearing a tracksuit. It is... See, that's so cool to me. <laughs> <laughs> it does help a lot. I'm thank, like, heck yeah, Gina. All right. Thank you, Marshalls in Tampa, uh, for giving us the, the tracksuits. I will not forget you. All right. Uh, Ever Maynard, please let everyone know where they can find you online and yeah, you elsewhere. Yeah, can... All socials, it's E-V-E-R-M-A-I-N-A-R-D, um, at Ever Maynard. I lead meditations. This is not a joke. People think I'm kidding about this. I've been leading meditations on Wednesday. Um, hit me up. And then um, that's found on my Instagram page. And then if, if you're looking for something fun to watch, I'm in uh, a show called the – or a movie called The Feels on Netflix. And then in Conan O'Brien's Meet the Staff. That's on YouTube. Oh, right on. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Thanks. Scott Wolf, uh, same thing. Where can everyone find you? Uh, one, ever. All of that sounds very cool, and I got to <laughs> check those out. Um, okay. I will give you a full report. Uh, also, meditation <laughs> sounds really great. I should probably hit you up about that. That sounds nice. Yeah, let me know. Um, Find me on the internet um, at Brandon E.S. Wolf on Twitter. Uh, I couldn't fit Brandon Scott Wolf. And Brandon S. Wolf alone was taken uh, nine or ten years ago. So it's Brandon E.S. Wolf, almost like Brandon S. Wolf. And then uh, I always say follow my mom on Twitter, at Goulash Yum. Uh, she is usually uh, either rapid fire tweeting about her life in Florida or uh, retweeting me. So that's Hi. all I got. <laughs> I, oh my God. You guys, you both have the most interesting social media presences I've ever had on this show. That's quite a combination. <laughs> I will definitely follow your mom uh, on Please, Twitter. She'll follow you back. And I, you I, know, Gina, are you friends? <laughs> like, I yeah, love it. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you can find me, Gina Bloom, at Gina Bloom on all socials. That's J E E N A B L O O M. Right here every Thursday uh, for a couple more weeks. Uh, Two week, we have two episodes left of the second season. We are covering Training Day next week, and uh, the big season finale will be Rick and Morty. So look out for that one. That I'm, I'm choosing to end that so that I don't have to deal with the fans. Um, <laughs> I don't have to deal with them after that. Like, I can it, just turn it, off my... It's a good call. I can just turn Great off my call. Twitter. Yes, yes. I wanted to do the show, but I'm like, I'm going to wait till I have no episodes left to hear uh, feedback. Yeah. And that will be... Yeah, in two weeks. Uh, so look out for me there. It's on the More Banana Network. And um, yeah, just follow me on my social. Guys, thank you so much for, for joining us uh, for The Sopranos. It's it's a huge commitment. I You know, we all have plenty of time, but at the same time, life is short. Uh, I You know what? You probably wouldn't feel cheated. But then again, if you didn't watch The Sopranos, you probably also wouldn't feel cheated. <laughs> So uh, have a good day, all you one-two cocksuckers. <laughs>